Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Coming up in our show today, we're going to have for you Hashtag Taiwan. Leslie Liao will be talking about a new video called Lost in Taiwan by Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his collective. We'll also have, speaking of collectives, the Chow Collective and parody account imitations. It's a bit of a complex story, but uh, Leslie Liao will get to the bottom of it. Also, status update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, September 21st, and this is Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Catherine Wei. Hi. Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. And I am Andrew Ryan. In today's show, we're going to be talking about some interesting topics. First of all, today is September 21st, as I mentioned, uh, which if you were here in Taiwan 21 years ago, <laughs> you will remember it as being an earth-shaking day. Literally. Biggest earthquake. Yes, that uh, has happened in recent memory, a 7.3 magnitude earthquake on the Richter scale. Now today it is observed as National Disaster Prevention Day. Do either of you remember the 921 earthquake? I do. I was yeah. in the States. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember coverage, but I was in the States. You were in the States at the time. Yes. Uh, Catherine, you were... Uh, I was nine. You were sleeping. I was sleeping. I freaked out. I remember calling for my parents. And yes. my mom also tried to take me to school the next day without <laughs> knowing that school was not happening. Clearly not <laughs> happening. We were out of power. Yeah, we were very lucky in Taipei, though. Very lucky in Taipei. There were some building collapses here. I remember the time I was a brand new employee of RTI, um, and I was working on a script. I lost my script that day. Oh, um, you didn't save it? I did. Well, no, the power went out. Oh, <laughs> were you guys shit. working on computers then, too? Stop it, Leslie. I'm just, I'm just checking. I'm you're just checking. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> not typewriters. You're not only a terrible uh, person, you're a terrible friend, but that's okay. I'll give, I'll give you this one. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and some of the things that happened today uh, in observation of National Disaster uh, Prevention Day. We're also going to tell you about a YouTuber called Taiaka and how his art slash ads in MRT stations were either really well received or like not well received at all. Mm, some um, people weren't happy about it. Some people weren't happy about it. We've got those stories plus a 65-year-old bodybuilder who's inspiring people. All those stories and more. You're gonna have a picture too, right Leslie? I will. The man is jacked. Great way to end our intro section. Let's go straight into our first story. So, uh, this morning at 9.21 a.m., I'm assuming that you all received um, the alert on your cell phone like I did? Yeah, the presidential alert? Is yes. Is that what that was? I have it here, actually. I can show everybody this. I don't know. It's uh, kind of... I'll do my best. Um, this is what I found on my cell phone that morning. This get, morning. This morning. Sorry. Sorry. That morning. <laughs> this morning. Uh, can you get a good uh, shot of that, Leslie? Uh, yeah. Sh sure. You can see that, yeah? So basically, uh, we all received the same uh, warning at the same time, a little bit of a test um, message of sorts. Um, 
and it's, uh, I guess you call it a presidential alert or national level alert. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cell phones make this weird noise. Does anybody want to Im- imitate that noise for me? <laughs> I <laughs> had mine to silent. So. <laughs> oh, good for you. Well, my, I think mine went off anyway. Or maybe oh. maybe I heard my roommates. But oh, I heard okay. this like dur, 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 kind of sound. Or maybe wow. it didn't sound like that. Um, it sounded scary, whatever it was. Um, and basically, it just says, you know, of course, this is a drill. Uh-huh. Um, but this is to prepare for the potential next big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today we saw not only this, also about 1,300 people were mobilized in Tainan in preparation for, I guess, they were simulating a 6.9 earthquake down in Tainan. Oh, wow. The president was there, right? president was there. Mm-hmm. We had the defense minister, uh, also the, uh, I guess, the city mayor of Tainan was mm-hmm. there, the minister of the interior. Um, so all sorts of people mobilized to uh, kind of walk through how the response would be in the event of an earthquake. Um, also, they tested the tsunami warning system, which, of course, is an important thing in the event of an earthquake um, and I think these days, what they're really worried about is compound disasters. So, of course... Uh, with the nuclear power plants, maybe? Nuclear power plants are concerned. Oh, compound. Uh, com- we don't like compounds. It's not a word you want to hear with disaster. We don't like intersectionality when it comes to disasters. No, sure. No. Um, and I think this is, you know, really important this year because of the pandemic, right? So, a lot mm-hmm. of places around the world, we saw recently in the U.S., they were dealing with um, the fires in California and up the, the kind of the West Coast, yeah. Oregon. Uh, mm-hmm. Washington area. Uh, we've also seen hurricanes. We saw what was the name of that? that those tornadoes that we saw in Iowa. There's a whole new word that I'd never seen before, and I was like, "Water oh. spouts? Not what water I, spouts? No. It was something. It was some anybody. If somebody's uh, kind of listening live, maybe you can uh, send us a little message there. Leave a message on our live feed. Uh, Cyclones, twisters, nothing. It, it was something I hadn't <laughs> heard before, and I was like, "Oh no, a whole new level of scariness happening." Um, actually, this is a good opportunity to welcome all of our um, people who are watching live yeah. on our Facebook feed, the Radio Taiwan International Facebook fan page. Uh, and uh, we also want to welcome all of our people who are listening via radio um, on Tuesday. So we are coming to you now via two different media for here in Taiwan. Slowly taking it over, Andrew. Slowly taking Slowly it over. Slowly taking it over. And this is every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Of course, Thursdays, that's the day when you want to tune into uh, Taiwan Insider on the Taiwan Insider fan page. Um, so, yeah. So that's uh, our top story there. Of course, the National Disaster Prevention Day. Let's move on to our next story. Now, something that happened this past weekend was the Golden Bell Awards. That's Taiwan's uh, version of, I guess you could call them like an Emmy, uh, because they also do the television awards, which I think will take place Mm -hmm. next weekend. This past weekend was the radio awards. Uh, How did things go down this year, Leslie? Uh, So, I just want to reiterate last year that RTI won big. Mm. Uh, Radio Taiwan International won big. Um, We won for, I think... Oh, we won four last year, but this year the big winner was National Education Radio, which won six awards. And National Education Radio is the radio station of the Ministry of Education, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that either. They won six awards. Wow. That's, yeah, 
That's that's a that's a big catch. Uh, not the biggest catch ever. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely remember years when uh, certain radio stations won more than uh, ten awards in a year. I think RTI even won more than ten awards one year. The most I saw was eight. Okay, so and maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of the the, um, the number of nominations. I know RTI had a mm. ton of nominations this year. That's true. I think it was but fourteen. Yeah. National Education Radio got twenty one nominations. Holy wow. cow! Can't beat that. And they won awards for best children's program, best youth program host. Best Arts and Culture Program Host, Best in Planning and Writing, Best in Research and Development, and Best Education and Culture Program Host. I mean, when your education... You got a leg up on that. You got a leg up on that, Comes right? naturally. I mean, we... <laughs> RTI couldn't even compete for Best, best Children's Program, mm-hmm. and I don't know what constitutes Best Youth Program. Yeah, it's tough. Is it's that like, tough. what, 13 to 15? Yeah, yeah. I could yeah. dial it back. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm hey, saying could... we should do a version of this, uh, let's do Taiwan Insider for kids. I'll do the Cabbage Aww. Patch, you know. <laughs> that would be super fun. Um, hey, yeah. I, I want to say a big shout out to Lila Fan, Fan Xinhui. She, uh, I believe, won for her show, Ziran uh, Um I'm not sure what the English name is, but she does a lot of nature recording sounds. She's the head of the Taiwan Soundscape Association. Um, just does amazing things with field recording and letting people hear the sounds of Taiwan. Was she the one with, uh, talking about the quiet parks? That's right. That quiet was Park International. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you can actually find a, a nice little video we did for her on the Taiwan Insider page. Um, she's just a, a super person all around uh, making connections with people outside of Taiwan on the basis of sounds. Um, also, big shout out to the people from RTI that won. Yeah. I saw Li Zhenchun. He's uh, from the Mandarin service uh, up on stage receiving an award for, I believe it was Radio Play this year. Uh, the Taiwan um, did uh, win an award for. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of exciting news. Um, we always like to see the Golden Bell Awards and, and see people, you know, with their hard work being um, awarded and people recognized for their achievements in radio. Well, it's just also humbling to be working in this environment, you know. Yeah. You just walk through the hallways and then you see, oh, nope, you were on stage earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you were yeah. on stage earlier this weekend. That's a big thing. It's interesting, actually, recently, just of this past year, we um, uh, our radio station has done a little bit of, uh, I guess, interior design, you could call it. Mm-hmm. So some of the hallways have features, you know, featured the uh, Golden Bell Awards. I'm just looking oh, outside the window. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if those things are... Those don't look like Golden Bell Awards. No, no, no. The Golden Bell Awards are on the other side. Different hallway. Uh, yeah, the other the other end of the building. But there, there is that... What is that? They call that the Wen Suquan, the uh, RTI the history room, the room. archival room. Yeah, what good. are the ones in the hallway? Oh, there's there's just... There's a Golden Bells Awards. It's just to show you what it looks like. And oh, like, it's what, not a hallway York. of fame? I think it... Well, it is kind of... Uh, it's just some representative awards, and then okay. the big stash is up yeah. in the archives Ooh. room. There's a huge stash. Like, huge. There's so many of them. There's so many we of them that, like, museum they have right the here. first Golden Bell Award, like, the first ever, design. Ever? It, the wow. old one is really cool. It looks like this big, like, stone, like, ancient Chinese bell. And oh, they wow. like an actual, like, ancient bell. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have since updated. It looks a bit more like a kind of, like... I don't know, a modernized version of a bell. <laughs> it does. It looks like an award, like a trophy. Yeah. Like, as it should. Like, when you put it on there, it was almost like a paperweight. Like, mm. that, it was just so huge. And and they're heavy, too. Yeah. Like, you don't want to hit anybody with one of those. No, 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 no. Although, if you have one in your house and you have a robber, it might, might not be the, the worst thing to grab for first. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but at any rate, so Golden um, Bell Awards, and of course, next weekend, we're also going to have um, the TV Awards. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, Andrew, we have a listener, Jen Dolari, writing in. She says, also good to see Andrew live for once. Huge Hi. Feast Meets West fan, Aww. by the way. Stop it. Yeah. Aw, thank she, you. She actually shared a story about 921, which is, relates to our earlier story. She says, in 1991, I had a pen pal named Denny who lived in Taipei. It's how I got into Taiwanese culture. I wrote her for a few years, but after I graduated, we kind of stopped writing each other. When the 921 earthquake happened, I actually dug through all my old archives, found her address, and wrote her, hoping one, she still lived there, and two, she was okay. Turns out she moved, but the people living there knew where her family was and forwarded the letter. Oh, wow. We reconnected via ICQ, which is the chat software online, for a number of years, but again, we kind of faded out. I think about her often and hope she's well. Oh, that's amazing. That's that's really cool. That's a that's a great story to share. I mean, Jen is sharing great stuff all the time on our streams. She shared a great curry burger recipe. I think Andrew, you should uh, look into that. I, I heard about that. That was on a previous edition of Here in Taiwan. Maybe on Friday was it? Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back and check that out. <laughs> Take a closer look at that. Uh, do we have other people uh, who have responded or written in to uh, say hello? We have Dewi from Indonesia. We have Ijaz Karim saying uh, from Pakistan, watching you live. Uh, we also have Amir uh, Amir Jamil saying, Hi, greetings from Pakistan. I'm Amir Jamil, Radio Taiwan International listener from Pakistan. I'm at work right now in university, and my oh, colleagues hello. are watching your live program. Voice Aww. and picture quality is so great. We have Andrea Wong from oh, we know Andrea our Wong. Espanol service. <laughs> Como esta, amiga? Yeah. We also have Francis, who... Um, also works at RTI. She just shared an emoji of a, of a trophy. Trophy. I think she just wants to just reiterate the fact that RTI has a vault filled with Golden Bell I trophies. Have, I have to tell you, the, a lot of the uh, the people that work for Radio Tower International are very, very proud of the radio station. Every year, uh, you know, when we go to the awards, you'll have a whole section in the audience of people that work here and are just cheering on all the people who have been nominated. So, a big thank you to all of our coworkers here at RTI. Jessica Chang also says hello. Hi, Jessica. Jessica Chang, how are you? <laughs> I'm going to go find out upstairs later. I was like waiting for her to respond, but that, that might be difficult uh, since it's through the internet. Uh, leave a message below. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, we're going to bounce on over to Kat for this next story. Uh, this is about the uh, YouTuber called Tai Aga. Mm. He's wait, he's the guy that used to do. I think he became famous by doing weird things like uh, he did this thing where he put like pudding in instant noodles and then was like that him. I think that was him. Was I that don't him? know. I I know of that trend. Like it, it was huge for I'm, a while. I'm almost a hundred percent positive that was him. He if tries I'm wrong, let me know. Things. Did you like, try that, Andrew, for Feast Me's West? Oh, absolutely. And Ellen Chu and I did it, and it was. <sighs> Gross. <laughs> but I appreciate the I was expecting. I appreciated the I appreciated the creativity and I think that it was interesting and worth trying once. Would I ever do it again? Absolutely not. But I'm also trying to like, you know, get away from more, you know, chemicals in my food. So I think fewer oh. chemicals in the food is probably you a better trend. might have created some new chemicals with that, you know, <laughs> a that combination, chem- a little bit of a reaction there. Chemical reaction we weren't expecting, a little yeah. science experiment. <laughs> a little bit. So anyway, he's come back. Oh, well, I guess he's always been there. He's got a mm. lot of fans on YouTube. Yeah. And recently he's done this um, little thing with the MRT, the Metro System in Taipei, mm-hmm. some kind of uh, art slash advertising because apparently he paid for it uh so that's where the controversy is so you see these huge ad billboards 
I guess, mm. available for rent in MRT stations. And Taaga booked up all of them in one station in Sanchong. Mm. And why? Why one station in Sanchong? Nobody knows why Sanchong. He doesn't <laughs> live there, apparently. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, the ads are all of his son, uh, his first son. That is, he has two kids now. But the first kid is a toddler, and we don't know his real name, but he goes by uh, what? Cai Tao Gui, which That's is a turnip cake, radish cake. Yeah, <laughs> which cake. is cute. Little turnip cake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Tsai Tagui himself also has an Instagram page and he has maybe over a million followers. Wow. Let me double check. Yeah, he is two. He turned two in July. So this... Got a million followers? Exhibition kind of thing. Just for reference, I have about 6,000 fans on Facebook and I've been working on that page for maybe 10 years. Yeah, this little boy has you one book point MRT stations <laughs> four million. That's, that's you're not, you know, putting out effort. Clearly I'm doing something wrong. Okay. Yeah. 1.4 million followers. Oh wow. no. Oh. Yeah. And this sweetie pie, he's very cute. Um, his birthday was in July. That's why his dad booked up the entire MRT station and had his had um, his photos are all over the place. They're blown up, and you can take photos with them. You can do a check in on Instagram and tag them, and he'll repost them. So Tsai has a lot of fans, and they all flock to the station to to take photos with the with the posters. But there are people saying, "Oh, are you exploiting your two year old who mm. can't make decisions for himself?" Yeah. Also, what is the connection between your kid and this particular station? And also, why didn't you pay <laughs> for the fee you're supposed to pay to rent this place? Hello. Oh, apparently, he didn't pay. Oh, so it's like advertising, but free advertising. But free advertising. So uh, nobody knew about this when he. Announced this uh, the exhibition exhibition he calls it an exhibition. Um, so I wonder if he's friends with the uh, station manager. Well, at they Central. worked out a, an agreement. They're saying if he uh, they the Taoyuan this belongs to the Taoyuan MRT company. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, not the Taipei one. But oh. so he worked out an agreement with the Taoyuan Metro saying that Tai not Tai Taogui but his dad Tai Aga would provide promotionals of equal or greater worth for the station. Um, if they waive the rental fee for him. Oh. Yeah. So yes. that was a private little agreement that someone came out to talk about anonymously. That kind of seems to make sense. Like we hear mm. about these exchanges of like time and kind of like promotional things like that. But I think it's a little strange that he used his kid to maybe right. promote his brand. That's th that's a little bit iffy. That is uh -huh. iffy. I do find that iffy. But I but I will say that. You know, in this day and age of, like, Instagram and Facebook influencers, it's really hard to put monetization on influence. Mm. Like, you can't really put a dollar amount to it. Arguably, I see exactly why the Sanchong uh, metro station may have agreed to waive the fee for this. For sure, it, yeah. It mm. definitely may have put them on the map uh, mm -hmm. more effectively than if they charged Sayaka, who... How much did they say that the monthly rent was waived? Did they say? Uh, they didn't say monthly. It was total to 7.9 million new Taiwan dollars, yeah. which is what, 27, 270,000? Even for a US Facebook dollars. influencer, <laughs> even for someone of that uh, stature, that's a lot of money. And if you just say, hey, it's for free, mm. and you just bring people to my station, mm -hmm. and you said, like, all the fans went there, right? They did. And there was a, yeah, people loved it. And if you're there all the way in Sanchong, like, if you don't live there, you yeah. go there, might as well go there for the food, right? 
I, I guess it's just, it's, it's a little strange because I'm not sure that the MRT station needs promotion. I mean, it's, and it doesn't need to be put on the map. It's kind of already on well, the map. That sounds pretty big. Here's the thing. It's <laughs> the Taoyuan metro station, not the Taipei system. The Taoyuan system has been struggling for a little bit. I mean, they did open up the airport um, line, which takes yeah. you straight from the airport to downtown Taipei. However, they they struggled with ridership on that for a long, long time. So now that you tell me that it's the Taoyuan uh, mm-hmm. metro authority, that makes sense to me. That makes a lot of sense. Right. To me. I feel like people do take the Taoyuan MRT, but they only go straight from Taipei to yeah. the airport. They yeah. don't stop in, at the little smaller stations in between. I think it's all very interesting. Um, I do worry, I guess, a little bit about his kid growing up in this environment. Mm. Um, if you have a famous parent, we don't know if the kid wants to be a famous kid yet or not. We don't. And to have your face all over social media. Mm. Kid's name is Turnip Cake. Well, second kid's <laughs> name is Tai Bonung. That's no. So he also egg. has a big following. That's a dried turnip, like... Um, egg. Pan fried egg. Uh, yeah. Okay. So like pickles. Cool. <laughs> nice. Omelet. <laughs> but also like kind of awkward. Kids gonna have a hard time in school. I want to move on to another person who maybe has a little bit more agency over his um, personal persona. Um, the man with the amazing body, the 65 year old that won a bodybuilding competition. Uh, holy smokes. His name is Lee Bao Kang. I got the story for you right here. Uh, he's a 65 year old two time bodybuilding champion. I'm going to pull up the picture for you guys right here. Okay. He's got gray hair, he's got a gray beard. And he is just 100% muscle. The body fat content on that must be in the single digits. That's he all. looks what? like he could be in Mulan. He does like, look like he looks like he, he's like gearing he up for like He could be a general or yeah, something like over a the karate, other. like a big fight or, or something. He looks like he's about to go martial arts down. dude. Um, but actually, he's just bodybuilding is his interest. His regular job and. I don't know why I find this so funny, but his regular job is he's a Taiwan Transportation Safety Board inspector. Whoa. So he's, can, you, can you imagine just being like in your car or like on a bus and all of a sudden this humongous jacked guy just comes over and is like, I'm here to inspect your equipment. That, that confuses me for a couple of reasons. Like, first of all, like, if he's kind of a bodyguard type, like, I think we'd all feel very safe. Yeah. But also, we would say in Chinese, like, right? Yeah. Like, he looks very unsafe, which means he's, like, very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to bring you trouble. Uh, this year, he won in the Masters Men's build, Bodybuilding Competition for the 58 and Above Competition. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And you got to realize that that bracket is probably the, the broadest bracket. Because the it's 58 and above. Brighter than those shoulders. Brighter than those shoulders. <laughs> and the other eight times, he was a runner-up. Wow. So, like, from 50... He, he started com- competing in the same division when he was 58. And eight times before, he was a runner-up. And this time, he's like, I got it. Wow. 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 What's his name again? Uh, I want to... I, I think we need more pictures. <laughs> Lee, his name is Lee Bao Kang. I Lee wonder Bao if he Kang. has Bao a Kang. Facebook page. Like a fan page, you I, know? If not now. Um, he's And then he's going to retire because he's also a, t- a public servant. Oh, Wait, okay. what's his What's the Bao? Uh, Bao Bao. 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 Oh, wow. Like treasure. And he's got like health in his name. That's kind of cool. Yeah. What a name. Um, I wonder if that's his real name or if that's his like... Uh, what do you call it? Muscle's name. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a great name. That's very good. He was promoting my gym. That's I, I noticed that. That's an ad. That's a flyer for my gym. He goes to the same gym. Oh, Leslie, that you're gonna have more gym stalkers. <laughs> no, he he goes to the, the uh, he goes to Banchao, I think, if okay. I remember correctly. Oh, that's him. That's hilarious. A very oiled up. Yes, that's the secret to winning a bodybuilding competition. You yeah, have to be yeah. a little bit oiled up. up. Yeah, a little um, grease up. Okay, so like he's gonna retire in November because he's a public servant, and when you're 65, public servants mm. are told to retire. And uh, he says he's gonna dedicate himself to encouraging the elderly to take up weight training to preserve their muscle strength, age, health, and uh, keep as locked active as possible that's great i need to tell my dad that he's also 65 i think does your dad lift weights or he does not he plays guitar oh, that's, that's something <laughs> wow that was a bit of a burn i think but i'm not sure <laughs> I, I, I mean playing a guitar sorry, is dad, pretty sorry. good if you're watching <laughs> if you're watching live leave a comment below we'd love to hear from you <laughs> yeah this is him sitting at i his love desk. his look I would never ask work. for time off. I would never. Well, he's ask probably for time a off. sweet, gentle, mild mannered dude. Yeah, but like, it's not about how you act, it's about how you look, you know? <laughs> I love that archetype. Like, he's big, buff dude, very sweet, mild mannered. I think we need to meet him in person. Maybe somebody needs to invite them on their show. And uh, uh, that'd be super fun. Anyway, that's a that's a great inspiration. I really appreciate that. Um, and we appreciate you for uh, watching today's here in Taiwan, and of course for listening as well. If you're listening by radio, uh, be sure to leave a comment on our uh, fan page. We would love to hear from you. For Taiwan Insider, I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm, I'm Leslie Liao, and I'm Catherine May. We'll see you soon. Hello and welcome to this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Two weeks in a row now and I have another Hashtag double feature for you. A few weeks ago, I talked about how Joseph Gordon-Levitt asked for pictures of Taiwan for a project he was doing. We weren't sure of what the project was until this week. I'll be talking about that in Hashtag, as well as an interesting Twitter trend that happened in Taiwan where many, 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 many collectives popped up. Not a lot of time for niceties again this week, so let's just get right into it. Another week, another hashtag double whammy. Two weeks ago, I talked about how Hollywood actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt asked for photos of Taiwan for a project he was doing. Now, he didn't talk about what the project was, but we found out what it was earlier this week. It's a short film called Lost in Taiwan, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt co-produced it. It takes images and writings from over 150 contributors, and it's circled around the concept, when I think of Taiwan, I think of blank. Now, we'll have a link to the entire video in the show notes below, and now on to the hashtag proper. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about beef. No, I'm not talking about Taiwanese imports from the U.S. I'm talking about beef in the way Urban Dictionary defines it, which is to have a grudge or to start one with another person. The story behind this week's hashtag goes back to 2019. Man, judging by how long 2020's been so far, I'd say that's about five years ago. Anyway, back in 2019, protests hit the city of Hong Kong. People in Hong Kong were opposing a proposed extradition bill. That movement brought activists together online who came together to form the Laosan Collective in support of what they call 
decolonial left perspectives from Hong Kong. Sir Isaac Newton's third law of motion states that, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. In this case, the formation of the Chiao Collective. According to its Twitter account, it is a collective of diaspora Chinese challenging U.S. aggression on China. The Chiao Collective defended the Chinese government's crackdown on the Hong Kong protests. If you look at their Twitter account, they do post some pretty inflammatory stuff. So how did people respond to the formation of the Chiao Collective? Some with fire and some with parody. And by that, I mean parody Twitter accounts. Back in June, the Diao Collective formed. It's a Twitter account that asserts China did nothing wrong and it's just like a dialectic, man. It's snarky, it's sarcastic, and there's no taking it seriously. But the Diao Collective is not the focus of today's show. Taiwan's Twitterverse was bombed with dozens of other Chow Collective parody accounts that popped up earlier this week. And by earlier this week, I mean like three days ago. There are so many of them and more are popping up by the day. Nobody seems to have a clear idea of what spawned this trend. There's the Niao Collective, which is themed on birds because Niao means bird. There's the Meow Collective, which is themed on cats because duh. Then there's the Xiao Collective, which focuses on small things because guess what Xiao means in Chinese. And lastly, there's the Liao Collective, which surprisingly does not focus on me, Leslie Liao. You done goof there, Liao Collective. The sheer number of these collective Twitter accounts popping up is getting out of hand. One of the accounts, I'm not even sure which one anymore, posted this picture of many Spider-Men pointing at one another. Then someone upped the ante and added even more Spider-Men with more collectives with names ending with I-A-O. And then another Spider-Man Spider-Man meme came out, this time featuring collective that just sounded like they ended with IAO. They say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but in this case, I think Spider-Man would beg to differ. And that just about does it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed that hashtag double feature. And as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, or suggestions, go ahead and send them to us at our Facebook pages. There's two you can message. One is Radio Taiwan International, and the other is Taiwan Insider. Both can be found if you just search it on the bar. While you're at it, make sure to give us a like and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay Stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. Listen, are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste, and we're recording this time. This is a take two for us today. I know. <laughs> we started, yeah. we went, launched into the program and realized we weren't recording, so... Uh. Yeah, that happens with uh, Studio 6A, which where we do the program all the time. All right, well, this is but, a program um, where we... Uh, 
read your letters and see how you guys are doing. We update your status and ours as well. Yeah, so, so we're going to update ours first. All right. <laughs> so what have been up to, John? Seems yeah, you, like you did something um, pretty uh, interesting. Yeah, you got you were away for this. I was away. Yes. Um, so some of our uh, faithful listeners and I guess fans on YouTube uh, may have noticed that we've started the live streaming here in Taiwan. Yeah. And boy, has that been interesting. Really? <laughs> you know, I've been away, so I haven't taken part in it. Oh, so yeah, but um, you can see we've redone. Well, those of us who've uh, those of you who've watched the videos will know we've uh, redecorated a little bit in the studio here. Yeah, uh, we've got, got these lighting. It's so fancy, fancy, huh? I'm still like there's very specific instructions about how to use them. I'm still terrified I might accidentally blow something. Blow something, up. yeah. <laughs> oh, they're very expensive looking, but uh, yeah, uh, you haven't done a live stream. No, yet, I have haven't. You? Not yet. I, I plan to sit in one and just to get a feel of it. But, um, you know, kind of see how, how everything works. It's really nice to be able to hear from our listeners in real time. Oh, wow. That's really wow. nice. Wow, that's a lot of work. We got a recipe. Uh-huh. <laughs> a really good recipe. We're talking about that uh, the chocolate Burger King burgers uh-huh. that they launched as sort of a gimmick down in Tainan because that city is famous for its sweet tooth. And so uh, yes. the people responded very enthusiastically and they broke... Long story short, uh, record sales for the first day that that shop was in business. Wow! Um, and huh. while we were doing that, people were telling us like about their favorite recipe, burger recipe. It was really interesting. <laughs> I love the feeling of like we're not just talking just, into the void. You know? Oh right, okay, live streaming. So yeah, wow. So so which means that those of us who are on a show, we're busy like you know doing a show and answering people's. Questions? Yeah, it's a lot of uh, learning. That's a Whoa. very uh, well. I think we'll all get used to it before too long. But yes, okay. um, we've been in radio for so long that we're used to just talking into the microphone. But now we've got to look at a camera. Someone has to operate that camera. Yeah, well, and then it's kind of like a a bit of a shoestring operation where we're running the show and doing the show at the same time. We don't yeah. have like a crew. Oh, so but I'm, it's I'm um, getting a little nervous here. No, well, you know, um, the first time was nerve wracking, and the second time I really enjoyed it. So oh, okay. I'm I'm glad we're doing this actually. So I'd uh-huh. like to encourage everyone out there uh, <laughs> do more live streams. No, check out check oh, out oh, check, our live right, streams. Right, right. Go to our YouTube. Well, it's on Facebook actually. I'm sorry. I think we're only Facebook. doing it on Facebook. For yes, now. we only do it on Facebook. Um, so make sure that you tune in you know, <laughs> while we're live streaming and then throw us questions. And pardon any technical difficulties. We are still, we're not TV people. Well, some of us are, but um, <laughs> it's a learning curve here. So. Oh, wow. That is amazing. And then, and um, then, so another thing that I think some of our listeners may be hearing about more soon. I went to a, on a Taiwanese wine tasting. Have you ever been to any wine tasting before? I have. Okay. Uh, but this is the first Taiwanese one. In the States and... Uh, How does it compare? The, so the Taiwanese wine masters have a lot to teach the people who make wine where I'm from. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Um, so Let's I hear did, it. I interviewed someone who does, does wine a long time ago, I think maybe a year ago now. And what I didn't realize, though, is that the wine world here seems to be growing. So there's a second group of people doing this now. And so there was like a, it was sort of like a presentation, but also a tasting. Yeah. So they talked about the company and, well, I I think I may interview someone, so I'm not going to give away too much, but I have to say that uh, I was very pleasantly surprised at like, because I'm not usually, I was sort of brought there. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. It wasn't my idea, but and I'm not usually a fan of you know, especially red wines. Not really. Neither am I. They I give me a headache. white wine actually to red wine. I was very pleasantly surprised. I didn't know we could do this in Taiwan. We're so no- you're saying that they were made from t- uh, grapes grown in Taiwan? Yes. Yes. Oh, like Chifeng. You know, yes, the, the, the really juicy, that's, big, famous. That's one of the time types. Yeah, um, in Taiwan. The presenter, who's also, uh, I, I, I'm again, I'm hoping to get an interview. Uh, so, if you're interested in this, stay tuned to future ep- episodes of Curious John. But uh, he talked a lot about the difficulty of getting farmers who are not used to growing these these grapes, grapes? Um, in the in the way that wine producers do. They they're for eating mostly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How uh, yeah. how it was a very difficult to get them into the project. <laughs> Really? Um, so, if you were to grow these grapes for wine, um, they have to grow differently? Well, it's quality over quantity, and they used to be Got compete it. with each other over quantity. Oh. And so, like, some people who were afraid their neighbors would make fun of them because they were growing fewer grapes. Uh-huh. But the point isn't to pump out as many as you can. But anyway, it's a very interesting uh, interesting weekend, <laughs> a week. Wow. We, we learned uh, a lot about how to operate... Cameras, <laughs> and also uh, about a little bit about the fact that Taiwan is making uh, internationally recognized wine. This very fancy magazine—I can't remember what it was called right now. Uh, well, first it was whiskey, and then now it's wine. Yeah, they thought it was a prank. Actually, <laughs> they got a—they got an email, and we're like, "We're from the something federation. Uh-huh. We've won an international award. I believe it was in, in London, where this organization is based." And they didn't think it was. They thought it was some sort of. You know, a scam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it turns out, no, someone at some event in, I think it was Hong Kong or Bangkok, had, okay. had tasted some of this and, and uh, they, they, were, they named one of the best new wineries in the oh. world for, I think it was last year. Just like our whiskey. It's really, yeah, it's, we did the same story uh, with all sorts of spirits and now wine. And I'm just very impressed because we're not supposed to be able to do that sort of thing. We don't have the climate for it, you know? Yeah, I know. Uh, but we have some really passionate people here. And, uh, well, I'm hoping to share that story soon. So stay tuned for that as well. So that's wow. my status. So so how many different kinds of wine did you try There were five. Day? Most of them, okay. because they're very small batches, are yeah. sold out already, actually. No, really? Did yes. You, did you get to buy any? Um, it, was bit, it was a bit out of my... Oh, uh, okay. ...what I would be willing to pay, but um, uh, definitely uh, worth the, the cost of sampling them. Oh, wow. And everyone else that was there was like, this is made in Taiwan? Yeah, really. You know, um, so I went on this, you know, trip, like family trip, and we went down south. The mm-hmm. further south you go, the drier it is, and yeah. it's really sunny. And the, the sky is just blue, really blue. You hardly see that in Taipei. But anyway, I'm getting off the topic. But I'm just thinking, like, you know, maybe I'm supposed that grapes are better off in drier climates. Right. Maybe but we're very wet here, and also, I know we're still wet compared to most other countries. <laughs> he said that even in mountains, the mist upsets them. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I saw mist too. It was yeah. a very interesting week, full of learning new things, which I love oh, to do. Really so it's fine. Cool. Uh, well, I guess you'll get. Well, I don't know if you'll, you might have to sign you'll up get for their a next taste of the wine through yeah, John's Curious Taiwan. John program. <laughs> so, well, you'll have, may have to sign up next time if you wanted to get that. But uh, you will also be experiencing uh, how to film. Yeah. And how to work the lights, and oh, we're just wow. getting a real education here this past week. <laughs> I, I think that's all good because it's something new to me. But I guess I'll, you know, gain a new skill. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's all sorts of things happening this week in Taiwan. That uh, is great. That's our status. Let's get to yours. All right. Okay. Mine. 
I mean, mean mine personally? No, I, oh, no, listeners. you have listeners, right? Yeah, I know, really, our listeners. Yours so plural. Do, yeah, I know, really. Um, do write us and let us know what you've been up to, you know, in the midst of this COVID, you know, anything good or bad, you know, we'd like to hear from you. And also just maybe even like about the wine tasting culture in your country, if you do. And uh, think about our live streams. Live streams. <laughs> yeah. Our, our live streams. We are still so learning. In. So any feedback about that will be very, very much appreciated. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you just what programs you listen to. So do write us. Our address is P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And of course, you can always find us on YouTube and Facebook as well. We look forward to reading your comments there. All right. The first letter is coming to us from Jayanta Chakrabati of New Delhi, India. It says here, Dear friends at RTI, I'm happy to send another feedback on your news program heard on September 16th. In my opinion, news presented by RTI is not only balanced and updated, but also helps me greatly to know about events and happenings in Taiwan and in its neighborhood. Here are some details and my comments on the new topics I found to be of interest. RTI report on the possible visit of the U.S. Undersecretary of State Keith Kroc it to happened. Taiwan. Right. It happened already. Yeah. Right. And the visit will feature discussion on bilateral trade, 5G, and global supply chains with Taiwan's companies. As usual, China has been speaking against a visit and has threatened peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. In a related report, the U.S. has reported to have conveyed to Taiwan its determination to help maintain regional peace in the face of China's military aggressiveness in the Taiwan Strait. And the Taiwanese President Tsai, speaking on the occasion of the 199th anniversary of Central America independence of three countries, uh, which are in Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua, emphasized on Taiwan's resolve to share freedom with all other countries of the world. She also thanked these Central American allies for their cooperation in the fight against COVID-19 pandemic. I would be thankful if the report is verified with a printed U.S. QS- QSL card. And um, yeah, so here listening in on September 16th from 0300 to 0400 UTC um, at 15320 kHz from New Delhi. And reception quality was four across the board. Uh, receiver used was the YB80 Grundig transistor radio with telescopic antenna. With warm regards, that was again Chayanta Chakrabati of New Delhi, India. We've got some warm words about one of your recent programs, Shirley. This comes to us from Roger Tidy in the UK. It says, hello again. I want to talk this time about your programs for Monday, September 7th, namely Jukebox Republic and here in Taiwan. I especially enjoyed Jukebox Republic, in which Shirley spoke about how she has been observing, or sometimes not observing, the recommended precautions against COVID-19. Yes. It was interesting to note her comments about face masks. I agree that they can be irritating. In my case, I often find that they hamper my vision because they make my glasses mist over, and I feel that I'm probably more in danger when I wear them than I am from catching the virus when I leave my face uncovered. In England, face masks are mandatory on public transport and in shops, but some people are still ignoring the rules, despite the fact that offenders can be fined. Going back to Shirley's program, I liked most of the songs she played, some of which were in the Taiwanese language. The first song, I Shouldn't, was a gentle and restful number. And the second offering, whose title sounded something like Bayingai? Buingai. Oh, Buingai should you shouldn't? Yeah, you shouldn't. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's <laughs> was highly appealing was appealingly melodic. Okay. So they're both called You Shouldn't. That's confusing. Right. <laughs> the next there song were several versions. The next song, Please Take Care, was also enjoyable, but the final number, Everybody Please Watch Out, was more upbeat than the previous pieces. <laughs> 
and the vocalist had a rasping voice. <laughs> One thing I've noticed about Taiwanese songs is that there usually seems to be a good balance between the audio level of the singer and the accompanying musical instruments, which I think is not always the case with Western pop songs. The other program I heard today was Here in Taiwan. This edition of the program kicked off with a discussion about Ghost Month, including details of the ceremony held at RTI and the burning of paper money that is still practiced in some places. The second item covered the return of bats. Oh, this was us, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To a cave in Taoyuan after previously leaving because of interference for, with their habitat from tourists. The last two subjects concerned a, concerned a boat tour around the coast of Taiwan and a survey of the favorite tourist spots in Taiwan. Both of these topics gave the hosts the opportunity to speak about some of the best Taiwanese tourist spots and contained a lot of interesting information to would-be visitors. As usual, your internet quality, your internet audio quality was excellent. Best wishes, Roger Tidy. All right. Okay, the next letter I have is coming to us from uh, Munir KP. And uh, he's writing us from United Arab Emirates. And it's, uh, let's see here. It says, Dear Sir and Ma'am, how are you all? Warm greetings from Sharjah. And uh, he gave a simple rating of 45444. Now, let me see. Which day was he listening? Um, I'm assuming September 17th. And uh, radio used was Texun PL660 portable digital radio. PLL synthesized receiver with synchronous detection. Antenna was a built-in telescopic antenna long wire approximately 45 meters using coax RG6 as an external aerial. Listening from the third floor of the building. And the program contents uh, at one at one six one zero hour UTC. Um, a Bella Meal artist chanting. Hmm, I can't quite make out what this is. Uh, I guess it was a jingle. Okay, our radio station jingle. And uh, wonderful music. Welcome to here in Taiwan. Oh, so it was here in Taiwan with me and Paula Chow, and I'm, I, I believe there was a third person. Uh, it was. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. It was actually, he listened in was uh, August 26th, so we just only received this uh, report now. But um, anyway, oh, no wonder. Because I had printed this, you know, double-sided. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My own fault. Um, it says, glad to contact you after a few months of gab. Emoji, I would like to inform you I never got back from listening to RTI News and program. I'm sorry about that. Uh, type job schedule became the cause of the withdrawal of reporting. Anyway, most of the days I check into the broadcast at 1600 UTC and enjoy the programs as well. An excellent quality signal is coming from you regularly on 9405 kilohertz. I love to hear the news and my favorite program here in Taiwan. Please find the uh, information dated August 26th. Hope you enjoy my reporting. And that was again Munir KP of um, United Arab Emirates. We have a letter here from the Philippines coming to us from Zach Alvarez. It says here, Dear Radio Taiwan International, I've heard and I've received your radio station in English on 11915 kilohertz earlier at 0300 0310 UTC until 0400 UTC. The programs were music, commentary, talk, and information. The signal was good with moderate jamming from the next frequency of 15325 kHz, moderate noise, and slight fade. I'm always listening to Radio Taiwan International every day on my shortwave receiver. Sincerely yours, Zach Alvarez. And this is a report, by the way, about our September 16th broadcast, so pretty recently. Hmm. Uh, 43343 uh, is okay. the simple rating there, so fairly good. Well, that's it for this week's status update. Do keep 
those letters coming. We'd love to hear from you, just what you think about our programs, but also, you know, updating us on how you're doing and, you know, um, how you're doing during the COVID and if things are getting better. And let us know, um, I don't know, um, what do you think about our live streams, right? Sure. Yeah, exactly. Please give us some feedback on that. It would exactly. be very, very helpful. That would be great. So again, our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And remember that you can always find us on Facebook and YouTube. Our streams, by the way, are on Facebook. Right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye for now. Bye. What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm, what do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan. is served. Join Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights. Andrew! I thought we said no more intestines! <clears throat> That's on Feast Meets West. Every Saturday, only on Radio Taiwan International. Radio for refined palates. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me 
forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thank you.